HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Comté Cheese Association. Comté, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at comté-usa.com. That's c-o-m-t-e-usa.com. Hello everyone, I'm Carlos Yescas and I'm your guest host for today. I'm so excited for this new season of Cutting the Curd. But before I begin, let me tell you about the awesome organization that makes this podcast possible. The Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit podcast network dedicated to creating a more equitable, sustainable and delicious world by expanding the way eaters think about food. There are many stories that never reached mainstream food media, and that's where HRN is different. Our listeners hear from voices across the food chain, farmers, truckers, chefs, cheesemakers, cookbook authors, activists, and more. We are like a big radio family here. Just yesterday, I was invited to join Aaron Sanchez and Sarela Martinez to talk about Mexican dairy products. Here at Cutting the Curd, we aim to introduce you to people who are having an impact in a cheese industry in the U.S. and abroad. The other hosts and I are volunteers and happy to donate our time to learn with you. But producing this show has a cost, and that's why we're asking listeners to support HRN. You can do so by visiting heritageradionetwork.org. Now, on to our show. Today, I have two wonderful people joining me from France to talk about raw milk cheese research. As we are getting ready to celebrate International Raw Milk Cheese Appreciation Day, I thought it would be great to find out what is happening on the ground. I have invited Arnaud Sperat-Sar, who is founder and managing editor of Profession Fromager, and a magazine created in 2002 to make accessible to the industry the latest research on traditional cheesemaking practices and news about the industry. Welcome, Arnaud. Thank you. And along with him, we have friend, my friend, Sue Sturman. She's the director of Makers and Mongers, a platform to educate cheese professionals. Before the pandemic, Sue led groups to France, England, and elsewhere to introduce cheese professionals to some of the most innovative producers, affineurs, and retailers. Since moving to Paris in, in, in 2019, 
She has served as official translator to professional profession for major and is now responsible for the English language content of the magazine. Welcome to the show, Sue. Hi, Carlos. Hi, everyone. We are very happy to have you today and to talk about raw milk cheese. Last year, you published in French and translated into English a compendium book called Raw Milk Cheese Mission Reconquer. I was fortunate enough to get an advanced review copy of the English version and, had, and was pleasantly surprised to see the amount of information it had and quickly realized how important this book will be for raw milk cheese makers. So let us start today talking about the motivation to put this book together. Arnaud, could you tell us why did you decide to publish this book now? Alors, ce livre l'a sorti pour une raison simple, c'est que les fromages au lait cru ont été interdits dans les cantines scolaires en France. So there's a one very specific reason that this book was published is that uh, in France, uh, school uh, school lunch programs have been forbidden to serve raw milk cheese to children. Et pour beaucoup d'acteurs de, de cette profession, tout cela est un non-sens. And for people who are working with raw milk, that just doesn't make any sense. On, on vit une période très, très paradoxale. We're living in a very paradoxical period. Il y a une très, très forte attente des, des consommateurs pour ces produits-là. L'offre, la demande est très forte. Um, the consumers really are interested in having Uh, raw milk cheese. There, it's, there's a lot of demand for it. Et, et toute cette crise du Covid a renforcé cet attrait pour ces produits traditionnels. And the whole Covid period has reinforced the need and the desire and the interest in traditional products. Parce que ces, ces produits sont très très riches en biodiversité. On est actuellement dans une crise de la biodiversité. And one of the reasons is that these products are full, are very rich in biodiversity, and we are right now in a crisis period for biodiversity. Et donc maintenant le, le discours médical est en train de changer. Depuis une dizaine d'années, il y a des recherches importantes qui sont faites sur cette alimentation microbienne. So in the last 10 years, medical uh, medical research and medical advice on the subject is changing. There's been a lot of research on the diversity of microbial of the of the microbiome in people's bodies and in our food systems uh, in the last 10 years. Et, et tous ces chercheurs, tous ces médecins euh, nous mettre en, en garde contre le danger de manger, de consommer des produits de plus en plus aseptisés. So these these researchers and doctors have started to warn us against the dangers of consuming products that are increasingly sterile. Et le fromage est l'aliment le plus riche en microbes au monde. 1 à 10 milliards de, de bactéries, de moisissures, de levures par gramme de fromage. So, uh, so cheese is the most, is the food that is the most rich in biodiversity on the planet. Um, from 1 to 10 million uh, units per gram of cheese eaten. Et donc, ce qui est important pour nous, c'est d'apporter ces informations fromagées et surtout de les apporter aux consommateurs. So it's really important for us to get this information out, not only to cheesemakers and mongers, but also to the consumers. Et ce que nous disent les, les chercheurs, c'est que plus on va manger pauvre, plus on va être dans des environnements aseptisés, plus on se fragilise, on va trop loin dans l'hygiène. 
so what the, what the researchers and the doctors are telling us is that the farther we go into having aseptic food, food that has no microbiology alive in it, the more we, f- we render our own systems fragile and vulnerable. Et des études ont été faites sur, le, sur les microbiotes, sur le, toutes les microbes qu'on ingère, qui, sont, qui forgent notre immunité. Hein, le, microbiote et le, le microbiote intestinal est l'un des sièges importants de l'immunité. So, uh, the, our own internal microbiota, which is the, the microbiome, uh, the microbes that live and support our system, are very important and integral, in fact, to our own, to our own immune, immune system. Donc des chercheurs ont regardé, ont comparé le microbiote de génération très très ancienne, il y a des milliers d'années, et notre microbiote actuel, on s'aperçoit qu'il s'est considérablement euh, appauvri. So researchers have compared the microbiota of people from thousands of years ago to today's microbiota in people currently living, and they've seen that it's actually much much poorer now. Et donc tout ça se traduit très concrètement par des maladies qu'on dit les maladies de la modernité. So, and that translates into uh, what we're encountering today, uh, a lot of illnesses that we call the modern maladies. Le, le, toutes les maladies allergiques. Uh, all of the, all allergies can be associated with this impoverishment of our microbiote, ma- microbiota. Uh, le diabète, la sclérose en plaques. Diabetes, um, uh, uh, la sclérose en plaques. Um, multiple sclerosis. Yes, multiple sclerosis, thank you. <laughs> Des maladies neurologiques, l'autisme fait partie de ces maladies de la modernité. Another uh, malady that is associated with this is autism. Bon, il y a toute une catégorie. On considère, par exemple, qu'en Europe, dans, dans 4 ans, en 2025, un Européen sur 4 sera victime d'une de ces maladies de la modernité. Donc, c'est, un, c'est une véritable épidémie. So, this is really reaching epidemic proportions. The prediction is that by 2025, a quarter of the entire population of Europe will be suffering from one of these modern illnesses. Et parmi tous ces les facteurs qui expliquent ces, ces, ces maladies, l'émergence de ces maladies, il y a donc l'appauvrissement de notre microbiote, mais aussi la, la transformation de notre alimentation, de plus en plus ultra-transformée. So, uh, two, two major contributors to this are the fact that our food is becoming less and less rich in microbial uh, uh, in, in microbially, and uh, also our food is increasingly processed, hyper-processed, sometimes down to fracking molecules in order to process our food. Donc, on, on, on sait, on a, nos, nos corps ont du mal à se défendre, ne sont pas adaptés, et ce qu'on, ce qu'on, ce qu'on veut défendre, c'est le retour à une certaine naturalité. So our bodies are not equipped to handle this. Uh, so what we are advocating is a return to a certain more natural way of nourishing ourselves. Et, et c'est pourquoi c'est pourquoi on a appelé ce livre la reconquête, reconquérir la biodiversité. And that's why we called this book Mission Reconquer. We're trying to reconquer this biodiversity. Pour notre santé à long terme. For our own long-term uh, health. Thank you, Arnaud, and thank you, Sue, for that translation. Do you think, <clears throat> Arnaud, that the industry was not paying enough attention to issues about raw milk cheese? Uh, or who, is, who was not paying enough attention uh, that will, be, um, will read this book and hopefully start acting? 
pense que les leviers les plus importants, c'est les consommateurs, c'est le marché. So, uh, in Arnaud's opinion, it's really the consumers that are the most important lever in this conversation. Right. Plus, plus les consommateurs vont demander ce type de produit, plus le thème de la biodiversité va s'imposer dans le langage public, plus les, les acteurs économiques seront obligés de s'adapter à cette demande. So the more that the consumer base starts talking and understanding this and starts requiring that their foods have greater micro uh, diversity, microbial diversity, the more that the economic system and the producers of food will have to respond to those demands and the more we'll move in the right direction. It's got to be consumer driven. Et, et l'un des, des points les plus importants, c'est que tout le monde se rend bien compte que cette euh, stratégie sanitaire qu'on suit depuis 50 ou 60 ans. So, uh, a very important thing to note is that this strategy of hyper uh, sanitation, hyper uh, hygiene that we've been following for the last 50 or 60 years. Cette stratégie du vide qui consiste this, à supprimer tous les microbes de manière euh, sans, sans distinction. It's a, it's a strategy of the void, where we get rid of all microbes without making any distinction between those that are actually imperative for us to have and those that can be harmful. Tout, tous les ateliers du monde commencent, se ressemblent de plus en plus, hein, qu'on soit à l'Est, aux États-Unis, en Bretagne, euh, dans le Nord, dans le Sud, on a tous des, des ateliers qui ressemblent à des salles d'hôpital. So all of the cheesemaking, all the cheesemaking rooms around the world, in the United States, in Europe, you know, all around the world, Um, they're starting to be exactly the same. They're all starting to seem like hospital operating rooms, septic rooms. Et sans qu'on arrive, qu arrive à résoudre les problèmes sanitaires. And with all of this uh, cleaning and hyper-vigilance about all microbes, we're actually not moving in the right direction in terms of food safety. It's not resolving the food safety issue. Et donc, pour tous les, les chercheurs qui travaillent sur la sécurité alimentaire, il y a une autre, un nouveau paradigme qui est en train de naître. So, uh, among these, these researchers that are working on this problem, there's a new paradigm that has just emerged. Ce n'est pas de faire le vide, mais au contraire, c'est d'occuper le terrain. So, it's not to, to create a void, but it's to actually populate, occupy the territory. Et de, de, de faire confiance aux équilibres microbiens qui ont présidé à toute la naissance, à l'histoire de l'humanité depuis des milliers d'années. And so to actually be confident, take, have confidence in the correct equilibrium, the correct balance of microbes uh, that have existed with us for millions of years. Et donc tout l'enjeu maintenant, c'est de trouver des bonnes pratiques, de réfléchir, de travailler sur des bonnes pratiques. Il ne s'agit pas de, de, de redevenir, d'abandonner de, les règles d'hygiène, mais de travailler sur des bonnes pratiques qui considèrent cette microbiodiversité comme un allié et non pas comme un ennemi. So the, the new uh, approach is to find ways to work with this microbial diversity and work with hygiene systems and best practices that actually support a healthy microbial environment that is in fact our ally and not our enemy. Et, et beaucoup de, de ce combat va se jouer en amont, va se jouer dans les champs, dans l'alimentation des animaux, dans le bien-être animal. And much of this work is going to be done at the far upstream in the process, in the fields, 
in the well-being of the animals and in what the animals are consuming themselves for their microbiota. C'est la notion d'équilibre des ressources. Il y a des ressources qui sont limitées. Plus on est dans un système productiviste, plus on concentre les animaux, plus on a des problèmes d'hygiène, par exemple. So this is also very directly related to sustainability and reasonable uh, 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 ecological and farming systems where there's only so much land, land can only support so much. And if you get into an ultra hyper productivity uh, 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 way, of, way of farming, the land can't support it as well. And you start having problems with not only economics, but also with food safety and animal well-being. Thank you. Um, if you listeners think that this is a tall order for a book, trust me, it is a book that achieves a lot of these things to explain in an easy way um, how these things can be achieved and how research on the ground is actually supporting uh, some of these ideas. One of the book, Carlos, one of the things that makes this book really readable is that it's broken up into, into different articles. So it's not a long slog. Each article goes deep into a particular subject, but it's each is only about three, maybe four pages long. Um, and know who do you hope will be reading this book on top of people in the cheese industry? Who else should you know, be paying attention to this research? Alors, ce, ce livre, il est déjà destiné au, au fromager. On a, on, a, on a fait un colloque scientifique il y a quelques jours pour leur redonner confiance. Euh, les, les fromagers vivent beaucoup dans l'angoisse. Les fromagers qui travaillent avec cru vivent beaucoup, beaucoup dans l'angoisse des, des analyses euh, qu'ils reçoivent chaque matin. So, uh, first of all, as you said, Carlos, it's cheesemakers that, that we wrote the book for, that it was developed for. It's primarily destined for. They're living in a very difficult time. They have so much anxiety about this. There's so much pressure on them and they're pulled in many directions. Um, so this book is first and foremost written for them. We just had a, a profession fromager, just uh, had a colloquias, colloquia on, on similar subjects. Um, with scientists to reassure them and let them know that, yeah, you know, we can do this right. Parce qu'on voit beaucoup sur le terrain des, des fromagers bah, qui, qui abandonnent parce que la pression est trop forte. Donc, ils cessent. On a des exemples très récents là, ici en France. On voit bien que les ateliers, beaucoup d'ateliers disparaissent parce qu'il faut vraiment une volonté très, très forte pour travailler au lait cru. So it's, we're really seeing dra dramatic results of this pressure. Um, there are lots of, uh, lots of cheesemakers who had been working with raw milk who are just stopping. Not stopping working with raw milk, they're stopping making cheese altogether. Um, and, and, you know, in France, that's kind of a really big deal, given that this is the country where everyone in the world looks to for raw milk cheese. Et notre objectif, c'est bien sûr surtout de, de pouvoir avoir des arguments euh, pour convaincre les autorités sanitaires euh, de changer un petit peu ben, de modèle. So we also wanted to offer uh, strong, scientific, well-researched arguments that can be presented to the authorities, the inspection and regulatory authorities, to show them that there are better ways of doing things. Et on vient donc de, de créer une fondation qui va avoir pour objectif, l'un de ses objectifs, c'est de financer des recherches, des recherches appliquées pour mettre en œuvre bah, ce, cette transformation et ce changement d'optique et d'orientation. So the next, uh, the next evolution of this work that Arnaud has been doing, that we've been all doing, is to, he's created a foundation for 
cheese biodiversity, which will uh, fund uh, research that will continue to support this, uh, these best practices, discover the best practices, and be able to uh, elucidate them. Et surtout montrer qu'elles sont vertueuses d'un point de vue sanitaire. And also, especially to make sure that it's clear that these best practices are very, very positive for food safety. Car il va de soi qu'on est sur un marché économique, il faut que cette stratégie, elle soit payante économiquement, il faut qu'elle soit payante du point de vue de la qualité organoleptique des produits, et puis bien sûr qu'elle soit payante du point de vue sanitaire. Il ne s'agit pas de... So it's really important that the work that's done to support raw milk cheese is not only positive in terms of economically feasible, that people can make cheese and make a profit with raw milk, uh, that it is excellent and delicious and tasty and enjoyable, but that it's also very safe to eat. On ne peut pas accepter euh, une santé insuffisante pour sauver la tradition. Il faut que tout ça fonctionne en France. We, we can't sacrifice health for just keeping a tradition going. That's not what this is about. Wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Arnaud. Um, the, I think we're going to take a, a break here and we will come back. We are going to keep talking to uh, Arnaud and Sue about the research um, that they both work on uh, for raw milk cheese. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Conte Cheese Association. Conte Cheese Association represents the Conte PDO, Conte Protected Designation of Origin in the USA. Conte is a raw milk cooked pressed cheese from the Jura Mountains of France. There, every day, 2,500 family farms deliver milk to over 150 local cheesemaking facilities, or fruitiers. This milk must be transformed into Conté within 24 hours of milking to preserve the lactic microflora in the milk, ensuring the cheese's aromatic potential. About 105 gallons of milk are required to craft a single wheel of Conté. Conté takes time to acquire its flavors in the affinage cellars. After eight months of aging by dedicated affineurs on average, each wheel of Conté is graded and shipped to market. No wheel of Conté is the same. Its flavors speak to the pastures where the cows grazed, the season in which it was made, the particular craftsmanship of the cheesemaker, and the time spent in the aging cellar. Therefore, every wheel of Conte is unique. Learn more about Conte, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at Conte-USA.com. That's C-O-M. Welcome back. I am Carlos Yescas, and you're listening to Curling the Herd. Today in the show, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, raw milk cheese research. With me, I have two advocates joining from France, Arnaud Sperat and Sue Sturman, work for Professor Fromager, a trade magazine publishing original research on traditional cheeses and also disseminating peer-reviewed academic research. 
Before the break, Arnaud was telling us about his decision to publish the book, Romeo Cheese Mission Reconquer. Now let's talk about the translation work, since it is so important and so many of our listeners will probably be reading the translation. Sue Sturman translated the book into English last year. Sue, let me start asking you, when you first read the book in French, what were your feelings about the research? I was thrilled. For one thing, I had seen some of it before because I'd been to presentations and I'd translated some of this work, similar work, um, for Profession Fromager. But to see everything collected in this one volume was just, it was really exciting. Um, and I, I was, like you were an early reader for this, I was an early reader for uh, um, Reinventing the Wheel by our beloved friend Bronwyn Percival. And uh, I just read this and thought, okay, this is the book that goes next to that, goes kind of next to that and next to Catherine Donnelly's book as well. Right, you're you're exactly right. I, I, I think of these three books, and also actually, um, yeah, the book from by Catherine Donnelly as three moment, three months of research that are speaking to each other, and that you know, if I were putting a class together for college, you know, this will be you know part of my curriculum for yeah. that class. Yeah, because um, this is, this has the hard science in it. This is less anecdotal and really it's got it's got hard science. It's also got specific case studies from makers, etc. Right. And so you were mentioning before that the, what is interesting about this book is that it is created to have small articles and small snippets of information. So it's not just a long narrative. Um, do you think having this research published in a volume like this that is broken up and presented in this way will generate more interest than just what you know the normal peer review uh, research uh, publishing uh, academic yes. journals? Yes, yes, I really do. I think this is an extremely accessible book, which is one of the things that that makes it it just makes it it's very readable for one thing, um, and uh, it's not a long slog. You can you can open up. You just sort of open it and find an interesting article to read. There's lots of illustrations and photos, so that's that's nice. Um, but it breaks it up so that you can do a deep dive into a particular subject, um, like you know, staff aureus or uh, uh, human scale. I'm just looking through schools desperately seeking students, a reservoir of biodiversity. Um, uh, you know, things that uh, hygiene versus hygienism. Um, so there, there are um, very specific subjects and you can really understand that and then move on to the next one. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a it's an easy read and you know it's definitely one of those books that you can just grab in your lunch and read one one little chapter and then you know move on to the rest of your day. Yeah. It's an easy read of a complicated, very, very complicated subject. Right. And as a translator, your aim was just to translate uh, verbatim everything there, there was, or did you try to engage with how people in the English-speaking community understand some of the issues included in the book? Well, translating is a really interesting thing, and, and the more I do it, the more I learn. I'm not, I'm not trained as a translator. I just happen to be bilingual and have a pretty good specialized vocabulary that has gotten better and better as I've done more and more of this. But I've been working in translation and cheese for 10, 12 years, um, verbal or written. Um, I tried to be as uh, close to the original French uh, as possible because 
much of this is scientific research. Um, however, in terms of phraseology, I do try to retain a sense of the French syntax while making it easily readable in English. So it, it may read a little bit like it wasn't necessarily written in English, but that's not, uh, that's kind of deliberate. I wanna, I wanna make, I try to make, try to let the author's voice come through. Good. Um, and let me get back to this uh, question about the action. You know, I already said, you know, what is his expectation about how this book could be used uh, and, you know, not only for for legislation, but also for cheesemakers. So uh, this question is for both of you and you can answer it however you want. Um, what do you hope people, what, what action do you hope people will take after one listening to this radio episode and also reading hopefully reading the book. Je vais répondre je crois que la première chose qui est, qui est importante c'est que les gens sont très très isolés quand on travaille on les crues et que ce qui est très important c'est de former des communautés où les gens peuvent travailler ensemble et faire des retours d'expérience et les confronter confronter leurs expériences. So cheesemakers work in isolation much of the time. They're with their animals if they're farmstead and they're in their creameries. Um, so they're very isolated. So one of the things that we aim for between the book and the foundation is to create communities and let people exchange their experiences and learn from one another and connect one another and encourage one another. Et nous avons l'ambition notamment de créer des ateliers pilotes, des ateliers, des vrais ateliers où on fabrique du fromage, mais avec euh, le concours des scientifiques qui vont regarder, avec la métagénomique notamment, les nouveaux outils qu'on a d'exploration du génome, qui vont, qui vont valider un petit peu les pratiques. So what we're hoping to do with the foundation is to create actual um, uh, uh, experimental creameries that will make cheese with raw milk, but working under the guidance and the supervision of researchers who will be able to use tools, very new tools such as meta metagenomics, um, to really see and observe and measure the microbial populations um, and, 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 and understand really what's happening. Ce, ce livre est un état des lieux et tout reste à faire. Il, il, il esquisse des pistes, mais tout reste à faire. So this book is actually just a, a it's a snapshot. It's where we are now and the work is yet to be done. Um, for my part, what I hope um, this book can do and the foundation can do is to really encourage people, give people hope, because I think there's been a lot of hope lost. Um, for in terms of working with raw milk cheese. And I think it's valuable to see that, okay, this book is very frank about what some of the, the dangers are, and it's also very frank about what some of the solutions are. Um, so it doesn't try to hide anything. It's really clear, you know, yeah, this is a problem. We're dealing with this. This is a challenge. We have to figure this out. But it also gives, I think, a great deal of hope for the future that we actually, we actually can do this, um, and the science is at hand. And one of my, uh, one of my objectives in creating Makers and Mongers, now that I've moved from the U.S. to France, is to the motto of my business is connecting cheese professionals. This is rich. It was available in French. All of the the work that Profession Fromager has done is available in French, and it's my objective to do. Uh, with the courses that I've done with Mons and with the work that I'm doing with Profession Fromager to make things available to people who speak English around the world. 
Il y a, il y a dans cette profession des, des gens excessivement compétents qui savent travailler sur les productivités, les, euh, les caractéristiques des produits. Il faut que toutes ces compétences se mettent au service de cette biodiversité. Comment on la guide Comment on, on, on la valorise So in the cheese sector, there are people with enormous competencies that are, have huge expertise, deep experience, and a really great deal of understanding. Um, so it's time to put all of that expertise to work in supporting biodiversity in cheese. Et ce qui est intéressant, c'est qu'on voit de nouvelles générations arriver parmi les chercheurs, parmi les fromagers, qui sont beaucoup plus sensibles à tout cela. Et ça, c'est vraiment, c'est sur eux qu'il faut s'appuyer. So there's also a new generation that's coming, that is coming into their professional lives, and uh, both in cheese making and in research. And it's really to them that we're speaking. We want to put their brains to work because they are, they come to this work already with a sensitivity to the environment and for caring the macro system. Well, if that is not a, a, a call to rally for raw milk cheese, I don't know what else it is. Um, thank you so much for, to both of you, both of you, for um, speaking about this research and you know being so succinct about what can we be uh, doing. Um, let me just ask you: uh, We have talked about uh, a lot about this book. So, how can people get this book, um, especially people outside of France? Uh, and also tell us how they can get all the other information that Profession Fromager puts out. Uh, Arnaud, je, je vais le dire en, en anglais, tout simplement. So I'll just uh, I'll just say it in English. Um, you can go to the website for Profession Fromager. It's en dot Profession Fromager Profession Fromager. Com. So just start Profession Fromager, all one word. Start it with en dot, and you'll get to the English language site. The books, all the books uh, that Profession Fromager have written are on there. It includes the raw milk book. It includes the cheese ripening guide, the pressed cheese step-by-step, -step, and the soft cheese step-by-step. -step. Uh, those are three guides for cheesemakers and affineurs. Um, and uh, also subscriptions to the magazine, which in English is only online, comes out five times a year, um, and uh, any other news about uh, other activities and things that are going on from Profession Fromager, it's all there on the website. You can order the books in English. I am hoping, I'm in communication with the director of the American Cheese Society, um, that uh, we will be able to have a booth at ACS next year uh, and that we'll have the books there as well so people can buy them there. But don't wait, you can get them by ordering online, we'll mail it to you. Wonderful, yeah. We are going to put the website definitely on the notes for this show. For uh, people listening, you can go and, and see the, the information there. Yeah. Yes, and, I know. And, and for people who are members of the American Cheese Society, which I encourage everyone listening to join, there is actually a, an American Cheese Society discount code for the, uh, for the, um, uh, the magazine subscription, which you can get from, Amer from the American Cheese Society. Je voudrais juste attirer l'attention sur un autre, un autre point, c'est qu'on a l'ambition au sein de la Fondation de créer un collectif international justement pour partager euh, les, les expériences. Il se passe beaucoup de choses aux États-Unis et je pense que c'est très intéressant bah, de pouvoir confronter ces expériences. So in parallel uh, to the work of the Foundation which exists now for the moment in France, 
we're looking to have this as an international um, uh, foundation that has parallel structures structures in different countries. There's a lot of interesting work going on in the United States, a lot of interest in raw milk cheese in the United States. Thank you, Carlos, um, and, uh, and in other countries. So uh, we'd like to see that created a parallel structure in the States. As, as a matter of fact, I don't know if it'll be accepted, but I have submitted uh, a proposal to the American Cheese Society for a session about just that for the next year's, for next year's conference. Wonderful. And Sue, what other projects do you have going on that we should all know about? Uh, well, I am hoping that, um, that we'll be able to restart uh, courses with Mons uh, in person. Um, uh, we're looking to start perhaps with uh, the affinage course. We're trying to put together a suite of cheesemaking and affinage through Mons Formation. Uh, so... Uh, that news will be on the Makers and Mongers website and also on the uh, Mons, uh, Mons Formation website. There's lots of more interesting projects that are coming down the pipeline with Arnaud and Profession Fromager. Uh, we, are, we have posters that have been translated into English uh, and we have, there, it, I think there are other books coming in the pipeline, so watch for that. Uh, and Arnaud has been doing some really amazing online uh, 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 webinars, half-day webinars that are really great. And it would be really fabulous to find the financing, frankly, to be able to get those translated, subtitled or, or translated into English and make that available as well, because those are, those are like the books. Wonderful. Um, well, we will definitely put all that information as well on the notes for this show. And um, with that, with that, I thank you so much uh, for being here today. Um, you have been amazing. And thank you for all your advocacy for raw milk cheese. Thank you for yours. Merci, Carlos, pour tout le travail qu'il fait. Et ce travail, justement, de relier les gens de la planète entière autour de ces sujets. Plus il y aura de monde qui s'exprimera sur ces sujets, plus cette cause progressera. Yeah, thank you so much, Carlos, for all the work that you do in this in this in this great work. The more the more people that are doing this work, the better, the faster we'll make good progress. I agree. Thank you so much. Well, listeners, uh, get ready to celebrate International Roman Cheese Appreciation Day. This year it happens on October 16th, so just a couple of days away. Follow me and the All The Way Cheese Coalition to hear from other advocates. You can find me at Carlos Escas on all social media platforms. Thank you for listening to Cutting the Curd in the Heritage Radio Network. Don't forget to follow us and like us on social media and subscribe to our podcast. Until next time, thank you. Cutting the Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.